Governor Gavin Newsom makes the most thoughtless, irresponsible, ignorant comment of his entire career. And let's face it, the bar to top himself over such comments was high, but he's in good company with Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Some would say this stuff isn't even worth responding to, but I will respond anyway on today's edition of World News Brief. Welcome to our program. I'm Bob Siegel, your host for this week. Well, like a child in a candy store, politicians are in love with Twitter. More correctly put, in love with themselves on Twitter. Maybe that will change with Elon Musk in charge. But in the meantime, California Governor Gavin Newsom recently plastered some boasts on Twitter about billboards that his campaign put up in states that have outlawed abortion in the shadow of Roe v. Wade being overturned. The governor seems insufferably pleased with himself, as if this billboard is the cleverest moment of his life, something to celebrate at a French restaurant without masks. Although, granted, that was much more fun a few years back when only he and the nobility exempted themselves from the mask laws, those laws that were meant for peasants, not them. Anyway, these billboards were designed for Oklahoma, Mississippi, and four other states which either restrict or completely forbid abortion, states Newsom refers to as anti-freedom. Now this is touching. Gavin Newsom concerned about freedom. I think I'm going to cry. He hasn't seemed too interested in freedom before. Maybe this is something new. He wasn't concerned during the lockdowns when people wanted to be free to go into a restaurant without a mask or go to church at all or even go to the beach. And of course, he doesn't want you to be free enough to drive a gas-powered vehicle. But freedom to kill babies? Oh, you got it. That's what our forefathers were fighting for, right? Now, these billboards are encouraging women to come to California to get their abortions. And you'll love this. You'll just love this one. As an added bonus feature on his brave new billboard, Newsom quotes a scripture verse, Mark 12, 31. Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. I guess somehow allowing mothers to have their own unborn children destroyed is a beautiful example of loving your neighbor as yourself. Just so long as you don't think of the unborn baby as a neighbor. Careful! You don't want to speak out too much for the protection of children, either in the womb or in the school. Speak out for children these days and you'll get accused of hate speech. Don't you just love it when politicians quote the Bible? Governor Newsom, if you're going to bring up the Bible, let's look at everything the Bible says regarding abortion. For example, the Bible teaches that the unborn child is a life. Otherwise, why did the unborn John the Baptist leap in his mother's womb when he was in the presence of Mary, also with child? And since your party is also allowing infanticide, refusing to go along with laws about born-alive infant protection, where full-term babies can be killed even when they're viable, when actually delivered babies can be killed if they were born as a result of botched-up abortions? 
well, if all that's going on, maybe we should look at other things the Bible says about killing children, such as King Herod in his attempt to murder baby Jesus, ordering the death of all children two years old and younger in Bethlehem, or Pharaoh ordering the execution of all male Hebrew children back in the book of Exodus. By the way, Governor, it's not just about abortion. If you're going to quote the Bible, you're obligated to the entire Bible. Since you in the past have been so vocal regarding same-sex marriage, what about Romans chapter 1, where homosexuality is listed as a sin? I guess you conveniently forgot passages like that. Yes, of course. God didn't give us his word for the purpose of reading and obeying the entire revelation. We cherry-pick the verses we like, conveniently making the Bible say whatever we want it to say. So why did God bother giving us the Bible at all if we're going to use it like a box of fortune cookies, cracking the cookies open one at a time until we find the one we choose to believe? Now, to be fair, Newsom isn't the only politician doing this. How many times do we hear other Democrat politicians say that Jesus would be all for open borders and Jesus would be all for sanctuary cities? They ignore that the Old Testament talks a lot about clearly marked borders for countries. And again, they also ignore everything else the Bible says about abortion, same-sex marriage, the command to assemble in church, even when governors command us not to assemble, you name it. Hillary Clinton is one such person who made that Jesus border comment, but then Hillary says a lot of things, doesn't she? For instance, I'm reading the latest from the New York Post. Hillary Clinton has claimed Republicans already have a plan to steal the 2024 presidential election, the latest in a series of wild charges by the former first lady, senator from New York, and secretary of state. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it, Clinton says in the October 21 video from the progressive organization Indivisible. The right-wing-controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections, she adds, referring to a case before the high court involving the invalidation of North Carolina's congressional map by a state court. The case, Moore versus Harper, could give state legislatures more power in regulating elections for federal office. As a result, Clinton warned, the upcoming presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even the anachronistic electoral college, but by Republican-controlled state legislatures. My friends, are you catching this? Do you see what's going on? Conservatives are accused of cheating, and the evidence cited is that they are appealing to the courts to see if cheating from the left already took place. You'll have to do better than that, Hillary. Right-wingers are going to steal the next election. How? How exactly? By insisting on valid ID at the voting polls? That doesn't give us unfair elections, so how else? Surely you don't mean things that Democrats have done, such as ballot harvesting, such as trying to make it against the law to ask for voter ID, by changing election laws ahead of time in defiance of the U.S. Constitution, by having six states stop counting all at the same time when the candidate they don't like is ahead and resuming in the morning after boxes upon boxes are shipped in for the other guy, by programming Dominion machines. Is this the kind of cheating you're talking about, Hillary? Are you confusing the unforeseeable future for the clear, definitive past? 
Or maybe you're referring to working with the media and FBI to bury stories about one of the candidate's sons, or by accusing any who call for a fair election of being traitors and insurrectionists. Well, yeah, that would do it. That would steal an election. And that did. See how it works, folks? The Democrat Party is allowed to challenge the election of Donald Trump the entire four years he's in office, a charge never proven, but when countless tangible supplies of evidence and downright election fraud fact come our way, oh, don't point it out, or you will be called un-American. But it's not just a matter of making outrageous statements that can't be backed up. The Democrats also say things that completely contradict the facts, even in very recent news, such as President Biden claiming that his forgiven student loan program was passed by Congress. I'm quoting from our president. You are probably aware that I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues. What we've provided for you is if you went to school, if you qualified for a Pell Grant, you qualified for $20,000 in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get $10,000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. My friends, let's all check history, and it's not ancient history. It's not even history from a whole year ago, not even half a year ago, only a few months ago. The president's student debt relief initiative came about by executive order, not Congress. Executive order. There were no votes. Now, granted, Joe's brain isn't functioning on all six cylinders these days. It only functions on one cylinder as opposed to the two cylinders it used to function on throughout his 40-year-plus political career. And so it's anybody's guess as to whether he was lying and hoping the masses are too brainwashed to follow the news, or whether he really believes it did pass in Congress. For all we know, he may not even read the things Geppetto and his other puppet masters put in front of him. When he forgave the student loan, he may have thought he was filling out a menu for that day's pudding choice. Well, we have a choice to make in just a matter of days, the choices of a midterm election, and I will be bold enough to say something similar to what Hillary did, only I have changed the name tags. The extreme leftists will try to cheat. Not the extreme right, the extreme left. That's not a guess. That's a recollection of what they did last time, and it worked. Why wouldn't they try it again? Whether it works again, I will not predict. But they will try. Count on it. And if they lose the House, and if they lose the Senate, they will scream cheater for all to hear, forgetting immediately their own latest rule that those who question election results are traitors. My friends, the questioning of an election is neutral. It's a neutral process. On its face, it's neither right or wrong. Everybody agrees that an election should be fair. If it wasn't fair, it's proper to question it. If it was fair, it's improper to question it. The question is fine until the question is answered by the facts. But in the meantime, consider this. What the left denies today, they will brag about tomorrow. 
That's always been their pattern. Right now, they deny that they stole the 2020 election from Trump. Someday, the facts of that election, which are already out, will be more widely accepted. They will become undeniable. What will the left do then? They'll admit it, but they won't just admit it. They'll revel in it. Yeah, of course we cheated. Donald Trump was another Hitler. Wouldn't you have cheated to keep Hitler out of office? Well, yeah, sure. If it could stop the atrocities of Hitler ahead of time, I would have cheated to keep him out of office. Who wouldn't? But I have studied the real honest-to-goodness Nazis with their high view of socialism, with their views of eugenics breeding, and affinity with Margaret Sanger, who also believed in eugenics and euthanasia. Now, I've done many radio shows on who the real Nazis are. I won't belabor the point right now. Just look at what we already observed today about abortion and infanticide, and it will tell you everything you need to know about who the real Nazi sympathizers are. But putting it succinctly, anyone who calls Trump supporters Nazis knows absolutely nothing about the real Nazis. Their thinking goes no further than saying, well, Hitler promised to make Germany great and Trump promised to make America great. That's it. Simple, one-dimensional thinking. It's a lie that Trump even remotely resembles the Nazis. But it's a lie that they've sold in many places around the country. And so the next thing they will sell is that given that premise that Trump is a Nazi, it was okay for them to cheat, and they will keep on cheating. Mark my words, they won't stop unless, unless the votes, and more importantly, the prayers are so overwhelming that they simply cannot get away with it. Thank you for joining me today. Watch for another episode of World News Brief next week. Until then, this is Bob Siegel, just making the obvious obvious.